Welcome, Earth people. We are the Architects of Entropy, and this is Season 2, Episode 5. And we are all together, once again, the crew as it is. Hey, John, how you doing? Oh, hey, I'm pretty good. It's a beautiful day out here, and I'm ready to get to space. Yes. Jillian, how are you? I'm all right. I, I have my wheat thins. I have my soda. I'm ready to go. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> Rick, how are you? I'm doing. All right. Scott, bringing it home. Yeah, in space, no one can hear you step in cat vomit. So I'm doing great. Oh, you have, oh man, that is. I gotta tell you, that is that is the landmines in my home. Nothing like putting on a fresh, clean pair of socks and then stepping on a pile of warm cat vomit. Oh yeah, to make you go from zero to what the fuck in like a millisecond. Yeah, I gotta tell you, the temperature of the cat vomit really doesn't affect well, the here's feelings the thing, I though. have that much. <laughs> after a certain but, amount of time, after a certain amount of time, it like hardens up, so it yeah, doesn't get all over you. So you don't know, so step on it; it's kind of like stepping on Legos, but it doesn't make as yeah. much mess. Why is this happening right yeah. now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're leaving. You're welcome, show. America. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to our Patreon. uh all right so yeah so we are we are old hat at this game now oh no what what what, what happened sorry okay no it's just funny i don't get now i have the giggles and it's your fault so (laughs) live with it fair enough (laughs) so so this uh thoroughly professional uh crew (laughs) has finished their first job as a crew, uh, and now they have to go to the second phase of this game, and we were going to uh, get into that in just a moment. Before we do that, I would like to do some XP stuff. So, we'll start down here in the end of my list here with Tristan. Oh, the end of the list. And this will encompass the last couple sessions. So obviously you have marked an XP for every desperate action. And I see that you have one in prowess. I think everyone get at least one desperate action uh, in the last session. So you addressed a tough challenge with technical skill and ingenuity. I'll give you two because your ace piloting that maneuver you did when you jammed the ship into the docking lock so it wouldn't just randomly fall off. Uh, you did some on the fly rigging and hacking and uh, you made a stun bomb that you know you didn't get to use but you did make one and very well so i'm gonna i'll throw those in your playbook but you can move those to wherever you want you expressed your beliefs drive heritage and background well i gotta say that your background as a total innocent (laughs) someone who has not lived in the uh the world with everyone else in a you know, social capacity. I definitely give you an XP for that. You struggle with issues from your vice or traumas during the session. What is your your vice? Your vice is so your well. We'll talk about vice too because that that'll come up. Uh, your vice is pleasure. So, how does that manifest? How do you receive pleasure? So, Tristan is a can sometimes be a very nervous person, and he occasionally just needs to find a quiet 
empty place where he can just sit and take something apart and put it back together. It seemed to be the pleasure seemed to be the closest that I could find, but yeah. Okay. I wouldn't say any kind of struggling with uh, with no. that. Okay. I have a question though. You know, and this just occurred to me uh, just uh, just a few minutes ago. So you come from a family ship, right? I do. Okay. So how does that work as far as, you know, being one family on a, on a big ship and, well, and an your family, family your family, uh, <laughs> the family uh, being able to propagate itself without, um, I, <laughs> I'm loving you asking the polite question, Pat. I, I'm, I'm well, you know, it occurred no, to me. I, 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 it is I, something I, we need to address. Does your family tree fork? Is it more of a wreath? Hmm. <laughs> well, I think there are three things here then. Okay. Mm. First, yeah, they probably have geneticists. Second, uh, I'm assuming the crew of these ships is very large, so they are rather extended families. Thir- more okay. like clans than families. Okay. Thirdly, there is probably an exchange between allied transport union clans. Okay. Moving, that makes sense. moving children back and forth to broaden the genetic pool and to secure those alliances. All right. Excellent. That's what I thought, but I just saw, uh, you know. Can I just say I'm saddened that we did not get to have this conversation in character? Because I don't <laughs> see why. I we think can't. this would have been a wonderful. Well, I could just I cut this and we could just have no, this yeah, in there happen, we go. But now it just no, feels no. forced. No, no. I, it feels like something you as the GM should know, so that's great. Just, I'm just happy this is in the chamber now. Yeah. Yeah, so you have three more XP. Uh, I, I threw those in the playbook, but you can move those uh, XP around to any of your attributes if you wish. I'm stockpiling playbook so I can pick up Mechanic's Heart. Ah, yes. Alrighty, uh, going down the line, Zemgus. Sir. Let's see. You addressed a tough challenge with Wisdom or the Warp. Think, oh, what, the last couple sessions, what would you... Uh, yeah, well, I helped dock that ship. I mm-hmm. beat up a few people that were ex-corporate wage slaves or something. I don't know. So, um, yeah. Alrighty, I'll give you one for that. Expressed your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. I think we did talk a little bit about your kind of strange place in the in the mm-hmm. world right now. I'll throw you one for that, just because it's kind of ever-present in what we were doing. Yeah. Struggle from issues from your vice... You know what? Actually, this is what I'll do. I'll give you for this, because uh, you didn't necessarily struggle. Well, you did have a discussion about yeah. uh, your uh, weird proclivity of taking stuff apart and putting it back together again. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and uh, how Tristan was a little bit um, concerned that you might you know rip apart parts of the ship and, uh, uh, you know... And handed you a manual, so I'll, I'll, I'll throw you one for that. So, uh, yeah. All right, Remy. Hey. Here we are. You addressed a tough challenge with charm and audacity. I mean, charm? Maybe not, but audacity. I, I yelled at, at Muffin until the guards let him go. Yes, you did. It was amazingly funny. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll, th- I'll throw you one for yeah, that. Thank you. And I would say you're just running in guns blazing at the first Love sign of it. trouble is pretty audacious. So I'll, I'll throw Thank you another you. one for that. All right. You moving those around? Yeah, I'm moving them around. Okay, good. Good, good, good. So just as long as you're on top of it. All righty. So I have a question. 
So I put them next to the attribute I want to expand, and right. when I fill up that track, I can get another attribute? You can get put another point in, in any of them. Fuck yeah. All right. So, Dude. like, you could throw a point in a result, or in a tune, or commander, you could raise your consort, or you could raise your sweat. Beautiful. And uh, struggle of vice or traumas during the session, I... I don't think I don't so. Think it, not any kind of a, a gambling or game of chance thing happened, so, but, um, no. yeah. But soon. Alrighty. Cheever Mormo. I did a little edit to your uh, playbook there. Okay. I put address the tough challenge with insight or ingenuity. Okay. As you are more of a research scientist, uh, more than compassion, because you're not, you know, really that, that kind of doctor. <laughs> uh, I thought that made more sense. Thank you for saying not a very good doctor. But you know, you can well, say you know, not a very good doctor. Not a not a not a very good doctor. Not a very good medical doctor, but a but a, but a very good research scientist. All right. Um, so I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I did all that much insight or ingenuity. But I'm going to come back on it for with my heritage. I think so. I think I, I don't know. I don't. I, I didn't think anything I did was particularly insightful or ingenious. Uh, so mm. I'm, I'm I'm willing to punt on that one. But okay. Uh, let's talk about beliefs, drives, heritage, and background. Well, my heritage is uh, is corporate, and uh, I saved money by not knocking those guys out, and I just injected air into their uh, arteries <laughs> to kill them. Yes. So I get a yeah, point for okay. that, goddammit. Absolutely, uh, yeah. And as far as struggling from issues from your vice or traumas during the session, I'm going to say... Um, I'll call that moment of terror when you were pretty sure that X-Corp recognized you and you probably did something to him. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw you in for that because that kind of confronted you with your uh, whole deal. Okay. So, let's get think of anything else. I think uh, you're probably good. Yeah, we're good. Now, um, question. Heritage and background have spots on the sheet. Beliefs drives don't. I mean, I've, I know what those are. Do you yes. want me to define them for the purpose? No, no. I, I think I have okay. a no. I, I, I think okay. it's one of those things where if you, I, you know, you know the character's deal. Yeah. Okay. I mean, one would hope this character would change a little bit, but we'll see where we go. Well, yeah. also too, yeah, and those things can change as well. Your drives and beliefs and stuff can change. You know, right now you're kind of a, 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 a psychopath. You know, I, I don't want to use evil. Yeah, um, but I want to say you—you are—you're driven by we're revenge and a, into super villainy. Yes, you're definitely a, that mad scientist kind of um, mm -hmm. you know, thing. Alrighty, so let's go to the showstopper, uh, the uh, your ship. Now you get crew XP time. Uh, you executed a successful transport or smuggling operation. Absolutely. Contended with challenges above your current station. I would say... I mean, did we have a station? Those half-starved corporate guys were pretty tough. Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> throw you in that one because you're newbies, but uh, yeah, but technically. Though I did I did add the X-Corps as a tier one weird group. Hmm. Because it made sense, and, and uh, the more and more I think about them, the more interesting they kind of get as, as a weird side effect of, you know, this whole culture. And I would definitely say you probably would notice that some of those people were acting a little bit less than human, um, which, you know, may just be the result of just a downgrade in their uh, in their whole lifestyle. But, you know, 
then maybe there's something else going on too. Yeah, I could probably fix that with a large research grant and a lab. So let's get cracking. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> Alrighty. So let's talk about this one. You bolstered your crew's reputation or developed a new one. So I'm going to say that at the start of this, you are brand new crew. It's unusual. Um, but the way we started this. So when you created the crew, you said your, uh, your crew reputation would be strange. Mm-hmm. I will ask you right now. The reputations that they give, uh, for examples, are ambitious, brutal, daring, honorable, professional, savvy, strange, or subtle. Uh, but obviously, uh, there are other descriptors uh, that you could fit if those don't exactly do it. So I would say that you have developed your reputation. Strange is probably works just because of the nature of your situation as you are kind of an unorthodox group of uh, almost random people at that point put together <laughs> by a uh, madman put together by a possibly uh, a, a senile uh, old weirdo yeah as a madman myself I object to you calling him a madman Rick he's a senile yeah. weirdo Yes. Objection okay. noted. <laughs> I'll give you that one for developing your reputation. You express the goals, inner drives, inner conflict, or essential nature of the crew. So... I mean, we were all over the place. That kind of works. Yeah. I, yeah. I think yeah. that... I, I would say that right now, the uh, the, the, the inner the drives, inner conflict, that stuff has to do with the fact that you guys really don't know each other yet. And you're trying to figure stuff out uh, in situations that you have very little control over. So I'll go ahead and give you one for that. Just give them the nature of what's going on. So you guys have five out of eight XP in uh, crew. So uh, you are three XP away from being able to purchase uh, either another special ability or some more ship upgrades. All right, so that is XP. So what we're gonna do now is we're going to go into downtime. So they call it a chance to focus on the quieter parts of the story and explore personal aspects of the characters. It also allows for a unspecified amount of time to go by. If your character wants to go off and do something during this downtime by themselves, uh, a lot of times people will reach out to contacts or contacts will reach out to them and that can kick off other things. Or there's obviously there are things that are going on in this sector that you will find out about during downtime. And these things kind of all inform the direction that either your crew or the campaign is going. So when we left you last time, you had passed off the data core to your contact on Yelich Station, and she told you that you can return to Swampfoot and gave you someone to reach out to to get your pay and do the ship upgrades that were promised to Crescendo originally. So we will start there. You were given the coordinates to a particular docking facility on Swampfoot. There you will come into contact with a mechanic named Jax. Jax is a contact of Remy. So tell me about Jax. So Jax is your, uh, in our time, in, in our actual time, he would be called a grease monkey, a car guy. He is obsessed almost like to an unhealthy degree with the inner workings of an engine. Constantly spends his time under the hood of one old derelict or another trying to restore them to their former glory. His vocabulary is very limited outside of mechanics, but if you get him talking about the inner workings of a ship, 
A, he is the most brilliant guy you know, and B, he won't shut up about it. Okay. How do you know him? How have you, uh, or are you just meeting him now? No, no, uh, uh, they had a relationship. Mm, okay. Uh, they were on a crew together, and he was the ship's mechanic, and they, they were running face for a team, uh, like they do, and um, it gets lonely in space. I mean, It certainly you know, does. You know, and uh, being being passively cute, and <laughs> the, the passion with which he spoke about engines and mechanics was kind of attractive and uh yeah they just had a relationship and when the job ended so did the relationship they went their separate ways it was very amicable uh but yeah that was it for the short-lived tempestuous relationship okay Alrighty. uh yeah so your ship will touch down at this facility and you just see uh, legs sticking out of this uh, completely ripped apart engine of a capital ship. It's probably four times as big as him. And there are just things flying out of it and tools flying around and all kinds of uh, uh, random grunts, curses, and cheers occasionally as this person is worming their way into this giant machine as you guys are disembarking from your ship. And uh, for a moment, they don't realize there's anybody there, but you recognize uh, uh, that that person from uh, from well, you recognize that ass anywhere. It's a great ass. <laughs> it's American. <laughs> it's Winya's ass. So. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, everything gets quiet. Get your head out of the engine. Come say hello. Oh, ow! What? Oh, uh, and then this uh, dirty, covered in engine grease figure climbs up out. Holy shit. Aww. Remy? You look disgusting. Come give us a kiss. Oh, man, it's small universe and he uh rushes over and embraces you and gives you a very awkward smooch and then starts to realize you're not alone and looks up at the ship so i brought you something oh yeah oh yeah wait this this is your ship it, it is now i know this ship everyone does we have to fix that so i brought it to you all right. Well, um, hold, hold on just a second. I think I, uh, and he goes over, grabs his comm up out of his coveralls and just starts clicking on it. It's like, yep. All righty. Yeah. Uh, I got a repair order for this thing. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, from, hmm. Well, I'll be truth ascendant. Yeah. There's a packet there. Well, it says here. The original upgrades that were requested were downloads of some particular hyperdrive codes into your nav computer. And I have here uh, the schematics for a uh, recon drone, which I should be able to get online if that's still the one. I understand that the original captain of the ship is... Uh, Detained. Ah, well, that, that sounds about right. Uh, is that still what you all want? Yes. 
And if you could do something about the outside, there's a lot of accessorizing that maybe you could just melt off. I could do that. I could do that. Oh, God, it looks like you got a nasty scrape on the hull as well. That is going to be a problem. Uh, I can definitely kind of get some of this crazy shit off of here and, you know, maybe a paint job. Um, you guys can discuss what you want this ship to look like. But as far as the payout itself goes, you will receive these upgrades, obviously, as part of your payout. And you will also receive four cred from Truth Ascendant. So that brings us to the second part of payoff, which is upkeep. Ships parts wear out their fuels repair costs, minor patch and scrape jobs. Do handle dents and scrapes from flying through space each downtime after payoff decide if you pay for ship upkeep. So your ship upkeep, it is your uh, systems plus crew divided by four. And uh, that right now is one. So it is one cred. So there is a tracker here on your ship for skipping. Every time you skip upkeep, uh, like say you just don't have the funds to upkeep your ship, you will roll a dice equal to the number of upkeeps you've skipped. Right now you have one because that is from Crescendo kind of stiffing the transport guild. Uh, we only have one cred. Well, you have one cred in the ship, but you just received four. Mm. If you pay the cred you have, that will cover that. So do you do that? Or do you want to chance it? I feel like we should. What you're doing. And that will kind of cover uh, these kind of cosmetic repairs. And so that will put four cred here. We're rich beyond dreams of avarice. Alrighty. So the next uh, section is heat. Now, your crew will acquire heat as you work your uh, criminal enterprises throughout the sector. Heat is generally tracked from system to system. In the case of jobs where you are going to different systems, it'll be tracked on the system that you spent the most amount of time. So you did get one heat in venture as a result of a devil's bargain. So that is there uh, regardless. After this, uh, we decide how much additional heat you get. The heat chart is as follows. Zero heat means it was a completely quiet job and others are blamed. One heat, smooth and quiet, low exposure. Two heat, uh, the job was contained, standard exposure. Four heat for a loud and chaotic high exposure. And six was wild, devastating exposure. Like, hey, we blew up uh, a planet and everyone saw us. For example, that's an extreme example, but I would say that things went reasonably well. You did move about in some public areas, and uh, most of that was pretty well handled. I would make an argument for contained standard exposure, considering uh, kind of all the people you ran into on the way and the fact that you were kind of saddled with a bit of someone else's reputation. So there's ultimately not a lot that could really be traced back to you specifically, um, but there is some stuff that could be traced back to the showstopper and perhaps Crescendo. Uh, and by extension, your crew. So that is something you're working on. So you're going to have a total of three heat in Venture. Ooh, that makes sense. Yeah. 
your heat tracker is it's it's like your stress tracker it works the same way except uh, as opposed to getting trauma you get a wanted level your wanted levels will determine how serious the response would be when you're in that particular sector in order to clear heat and wanted levels you can lay low in a different system and that's also part of the whole downtime thing so right now you are on the verge of being on the radar but you're certainly not on the radar adventure yet so you know whatever you do next you might want to be cognizant of uh perhaps uh, not doing too much adventure or doing some of these actions to clear it so the next thing after heat is entanglements you have zero wanted level so go ahead and someone roll a d6 and we'll determine what your entanglements are because you might be a new crew but this ship has been around five five cooperation uh what cooperation generally says is a faction you have plus two or plus three status with asks you for a favor if you don't have a plus two or three you avoid entanglements right now so you are you are free from entanglements in your current situation which makes sense the job wasn't a really high exposure one so this will bring us into downtime activities so between jobs, you're spending your time doing these downtime activities. Each character gets two downtime activities and you can get up to two more downtime activities at a cred each. And uh, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna go around to each character and we're gonna talk about which particular downtime activity you do and we'll go around the horn twice and more if needed. So the downtime activities are acquire assets, which is uh, the temporary use of a person or a thing for whatever you do next. Crafting, which is uh, you are building an item you've studied schematics for, you indulge your vice. That is generally how you clear stress. Laying low will reduce wanted levels. So whoever's taking this action will do some kind of action to reflect how you're handling it. And there's long-term projects where you can either start a long-term project or continue a long-term project that exists by uh, marking it off on a clock and then generally it's you know we'll do some kind of action we'll discuss it recover is where you will seek treatment from harm and repair obviously is uh you can repair the ship and train and that is when you can mark off xp or use your training module that is on the ship so there is an existing long-term project which i'll talk about when we get to it because i've thought a lot about it I'm going to start with Rick, since you're old hat at this. Okay. So, what is your first downtime action? Let's see. I, I think I go into the galley, start taking apart the uh, stove and reassembling it. Okay. So, just indulging your vice? Yep. Okay. To indulge your vice, you will roll your lowest attribute and uh, subtract that amount of stress. Your lowest attribute is one, and you have seven stress right now, so... Got a five. All right, so I dropped it down to two. And as you're doing this, you are almost uh, unconsciously communing with the warp. You are seeing strings of causality coming off of these parts. They're nothing huge, but instead of like kind of manipulating them, you're just kind of studying them. You know, the strands exist in your mind until you start pulling on one or however, however you visualize it but it kind of makes you feel one with the uh, very nature of entropy and reality as you put this thing back together again. At the end of it, you get a very hazy just feeling. Not even like 
not a memory, but just like a feeling of fear. Like something is there, something's behind you. And you turn around and for half a second you feel like you see someone, but they're not there. Like you see it kind of with your mind's eye. You see a shape of a figure and it is, there's a familiarity there, but has no face. It's like the very crumb of a vision that perhaps could be from your past. And then you feel relaxed. Alrighty, so let's go to uh, let's go to Remy. What would you like to do for your first downtime action? You have used almost no stress in that last I know. <laughs> So uh, I wouldn't touch it because uh, overindulging your vices uh, can be really nasty. So then I guess I'm just gonna lay low. Okay. What kind of uh, what kind of things would you like to do to resolve it? So I have a friend. Okay. And she's an info broker. Oh yes, Aura. Aura. I'm gonna give Aura either a visit or a call. Uh, and um, you know, just just hope that hope that she can put a word in a couple of the right people's ear that the showstopper has left the building. Like, Elvis is dead, long live the king, <laughs> and that the showstopper was uh, slagged or um, put out to pasture or um, forcibly retired via laser, that sort of thing. Sure, sure. Tell me a little about Aura. Let's talk about uh, your info broker contact. Aura used to be one of them corporate orgaday drones, you know, get up, shit, shower, shave, go to work, come home, uh, watch some vids, go to bed, repeat, until she met Remy, and um, they embarked on a pretty wild Thelma and Louise-style friendship. Aura has access to a lot of the corporate databases in her line of work as um, administrative assistant. So she had um, basically uh, Remy befriended uh, a high up assistant to one of the, um, actually, yeah, Breadbasket. Yeah, let's, okay. say she works for, yeah, let's say she works for Breadbasket. And as the you know administrative assistant to one of the higher ups in Breadbasket, she has access to a lot of information. So Remy decided that I'm gonna make her my friend and took her on a like two week romp around the gallery, basically around the system. Okay. It was kind of like Thelma and Louise without the driving off the cliff part. Like we haven't got there yet. Right, yeah, that's probably I'm best sure it'll happen long. at some point. Hey, spoilers. Spoilers, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> have you not seen it yet? He's been frozen since 1945. Well, you're right, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know. I think you'll like the movie. I think you'll okay, like cool, it. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Aura was kind of like a, 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 a small, mousy blonde, but since chaos came into her life, she kind of, you know, uh, glowed up, got, uh, you know, uh, more into herself, started wearing more, um, found a sense of style, we'll call boho chic, you know, flowier clothes, braids, her hair is now like sort of a strawberry. Wears a lot of flowers, that sort of thing. 
Okay. Aura, given her background, has made a number of contacts since leaving Breadbasket. She has contacts inside of Mortellan Associates that kind of help keep her off certain radars, as long as she, you know, gives them information as well. But she's certainly not, like, you know, uh, hopelessly entrenched in that. And she's uh, her own person. She's an independent operator. But at the same time, she, you know, she does get a little protection. So you reach out to her. <sighs> well, it's been a while. I hear some interesting things about uh, what have you been up to. Uh, yeah. I, well, you know, sometimes the con artist gets conned. And I did. <laughs> I'm not too proud to admit it, but I got had by the hackiest hack that ever lived. Oh, well, you know, uh, he's been in the game for a long time. I, I mean, I guess if you're going to get conned, get conned by the best, right? <sighs> yeah, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> so, um, I assume that you're doing something to uh, make this ship, quote unquote, disappear? Oh, absolutely. Right now, um... Do you remember Jax? <sighs> yes, I remember Jax. Greasy bomb. Yes, I will never understand any of that. You know what? I I don't understand it either, but we don't have to, because it's matters of the heart. <sighs> well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but girl, um, no, it, it uh, the showstopper's going away. I don't think it will ever appear in the galaxy in its uh, current form ever again. Long may she reign, long may she rest. In peace, sis. All right. I will get the word out, but... What do you need? Just let me know. I have been cooped up in this high-rise for too long, and I need a little excitement. So I'm going to need you to... I'm going to need you to wine and dine me for this one. I got just the place. All right. So, what we're going to do is we're going to have you roll a consort. Woohoo! I got two fives. Okay, cool. Alrighty, cool. So, you are able to, uh, yeah, you're able to uh, take off two. You got, a, you got a five, so that'd be two, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you have a, uh, a wonderful evening with your friend Aura getting up to all kinds of trouble. Evening? <laughs> it's a week. Uh, the result of that is she is <laughs> letting known to the world at large that given Crescendo's legal situation, the ship has been seized and removed from play. The rumor is some people think it was corpse sex. Some people think it was... The Dockmaster on Londinium. There's all kinds of stories, but the ship uh, is uh, is gone. Woohoo! Bye-bye, ship. And the legend of the Star Lanes is passing into obscurity. So, that is a, another successful downtime action. So we will go to Dr. Marmo. All right. Well, I am going to find whatever disused part of the ship, probably the animal area. and. No. You know, mix up some of my special thinking juice and uh, just go into a crazed stupor, which at some point, if anybody wanders in, a weirdly kind of drunk but super awake, Dr. Mormo, 
somehow his very immaculate medical garb is now completely rumpled and has bits of sick all over it. And he has written equations and like chemical notations on there. And it's just written all over the inside of the hull, basically, of this area. Uh, you really need to get this guy a whiteboard or six. <laughs> and there's some weird music playing, which you're not sure if it's music or just people screaming, but it seems to have a beat, so maybe. Oh, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's what's going on for my first downtime activity. So I've got to try to get rid of some stress here. Alrighty, great. So you're going to roll, uh, see, roll one die for your resolve, and you'll subtract whatever you roll from your stress. Woohoo! Hey, that's a five. That's good. Okay, cool. You will reduce your that. stress down to one. Ooh. That is great. Okay, so that will bring us to Tristan. All right. So Tristan is going to find a very quiet part of the ship, probably near the engine room, because it has that thump, 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 thump sound he really likes. He will set up a work table there. He will bring in a box of parts and his favorite noise-canceling headphones, and he will just sit in there for hours locked um, tinkering. Uh, he's going to be relieving stress, obviously. He's indulging his vice. Yes. So you are in your happy place right now. Yes. And go ahead and roll one die. Two. Okay. That will that will reduce two stress. Ah, 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 ah. You can do uh, the same downtime activity more than once. You know. I mean, I think how it happens is it takes Tristan a long time to set up his, set up his space, yeah. and that act of setting it up can be very frustrating. So he only gets a limited amount of time to actually get the relaxation that he needs. Um, so that's where we stand. As you're doing that, as you are kind of getting things ready, you can't help but flash back to a moment from your distant past. You're a young boy. You are in the engine room with a couple of your cousins, and they are quizzing you on uh, different components and trying to kind of stump you. You are, even at a young age, very, very bright. You can answer all the questions. And, and your one cousin, uh, uh, well, I don't know. Tell me about Ken. This is your um, your rival. It says, Ken, a family member. Ken was in Tristan's cohort, uh, which is... The term they use for the same members of the same generation generally being okay. trained in the same area. He was much more gregarious and outwardly social, and thought he he wanted to be in charge of everything. And the fact that Tristan was a little bit different and had had his own challenges, even though he was smart, frustrated him to no end, and he would constantly push Tristan in ways that Tristan was not comfortable with. Um, okay. Would not understand Tristan's need for space, and it just got bad. All right. So as you are crushing this quiz, you know, in that moment, you remember feeling very, very proud of what you're able to show to your cohort. You know, it's like they'll see, you know, they see how skilled I am, how helpful I can be. And then Ken hands you a component. And this is a very uh, delicate internal piece of jump engine. You know what this is, right? Smart guy? This is the quantum phase inhibitor. That's right. 
You see, I gotta swap out the inhibitor because they have a uh, they have you know a shelf life, a certain amount of time, and ours is come and do for changing. So you're kind of small. You could probably get in there, right? Have you ever? And you've never done this kind of detailed work before. You know how to do it, but you've never done it. Well, I mean, I know how to do it. I've never done it. And isn't the engine on? Like, don't we need to power that down? I mean, you're supposed to. But there's a sweet spot between jumps where the inhibitor cuts off. And if you can take it out and install it in that time, you extend the life of that inhibitor at least two weeks. Did Supervisor Rollins say this was okay? And then he just looks around. <laughs> just got Supervisor Rollins? Oh, man. And they all just start laughing. They're like, uh, I mean, I could go get him if you want. Um, but <laughs> you know what? Let's, yeah, let's, let's go get no, him. No, let's no, go no, get I'll him. Go. No, 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 no. no Tristy okay, doesn't want to do I'll it. Go, He's I'll afraid. Go. He's afraid. And that's fine. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I can do it. Well, you, you can do it. Why don't you do it? Just do it. And, and at this point, everyone is looking at him and being like, do it. You know, that Come on, pressure, you can do that, it. You can do it. Yeah, do it. Yeah, do yeah, exactly. it. Do it. Tristan will unlock the panel and crawl in. He like slaps the for the guy's hand with his determined look on his face and crawls and crawls in. All right, so you crawl in to the uh, the jump engine through this panel that's just kind of hanging open, and you're crawling through this space, and you're getting into the internal core uh, towards where the inhibitor is, uh, is, is housed, and then all of a sudden you hear the slam behind you, and then as the panel is sealed, and it gets <laughs> no! dark. And uh, the noises of the engines are just kind of rocketing through your brain. And you hear muffled laughter from the other side. Oh, no, what's the matter? You're afraid of the dark. You're afraid of the dark. Ah." And you just feel for that moment, like, utterly alone. And it kind of snaps you out into the space. And you realize you're holding your hand a spent quantum inhibitor. You have made this repair a million times yourself. And you have made it in that sweet spot, but it is an incredibly stupid and dangerous thing to do. And its benefit is dubious at best, but it's one of those things that grease monkeys on these kind of long haul ships will do, you know, for bragging rights. And this is the kind of shit that is so utterly unimportant to you, you know, because... does nothing. Yeah, it's just posturing. And you know that you were in line for a chief position in the engine room, but it just didn't matter to you anymore. It was like, you know, I love this ship and I love this engine room, but I'm going to be in this engine room for the rest of my life. And I'm going to put my children in this engine room. And then, you know, and this is where I'll die. They'll pull me out of this engine room. You know, it's just like, you go and... And I'm, I'm, I'm imagining, and tell me if I'm wrong, that these, like, are these long-haul ships are like... These are kind of like the Highliners, you know, like that take ships... Two other sectors? Yeah, it, it could be. Absolutely. So you, you know, but you never see anything. You're always deep inside the bowels of this thing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, no one back home really accepted him for who he was. Like, there was always that push to be more than he is. And that's what eventually caused him to leave. Yeah. And uh, you know that Ken likely is in that position. But... 
Good for him. Yeah, you know, it's just like, that's what he wants, that's what Bless he wants. Bless his heart. <laughs> Alrighty. So let's go back around and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll work through second actions. And if you know what, I'll, I'll go back in, uh, in reverse order. So I'll start with you again, Tristan, what you like to do for your second downtime action? Would you like to clear that remaining stress no, or no, perhaps I'm... work on that long-term project? Actually, he's going to work on repairing the ship. Ah, yes, of course. The repair Using action. bailing wire and twine. Oh yes. That is your special ability. Uh, during downtime repair action costs you zero cred. Oh, look at that. All right. Exactly. So he spends some quality time out on the hall, which he really likes doing. Uh, wait, where are we right now? Are we are we at a spit? Is, is you're in Swampfoot? Is the ship in vacuum or is it? No, no. The ship is okay, the so ship yeah. is in the ship is in uh, in in dry dock essentially. Okay, yeah. So he spent some time on the hull fixing the panel that he he scraped off, but he doesn't just slab slap a huge piece of, of steel on top of it and weld it in place. He actually cuts it to fit the gap so that it looks more a slightly more seamless. Excellent. Alrighty, I remove the damage from the ship, and uh, as you're doing that, Jax is kind of marveling at your abilities, just you know, just in that kind of quiet you know show of respect. And then you can dork out about engines. We do dork out about engines. All right. Alrighty. Uh, let's go back to Dr. Cheeves. Yeah, I'm going to train in uh, insight for my uh, second action. Okay. So you're able to kind of access on the ship new and current uh, research is coming from the corpse or even different sectors, kind of bolstering your knowledge. So you're just kind of spending a time just kind of hitting the books. Is there anything in particular you would be looking at while you're doing this? I'm probably uh, looking at a lot of biotechnical and uh, biological research, going back and like fixing my chemical and biological notations that I've put up and going, oh, no, wait, hang on. No, that's that's there's there's no amino acids there. What, what was I thinking? I've got to change the formula of my think juice um, <laughs> and uh, going into that stuff. Uh, but it's probably it's like biotech and cybernetic type stuff is primarily okay. what I'm researching. Uh, Already. That's my jam. So, uh, yeah, as you're doing this, you're kind of hitting the latest research journals, uh, academic papers and things. You will come across a brief article about someone who is kind of spearheading an operation to recondition folks who have been augmented against their wishes or improperly augmented removing all artificial parts from people and rebuilding their uh, original parts, essentially. This is a, uh, a Dr. Gil Renfro, who is a, uh, another former research scientist from Bellicorp. He's quoted basically saying things that was just like, uh, it's not about playing God. It's not about allowing people to uh, indulge the uh, silly fantasies and unsafe practices. Uh, there's a lot of people who have chosen to live uh, a more natural, healthy life it's that kind of do-gooding shit that you you really that yeah. really books. I will quickly gloss over his uh, proselytizing, and I will look in the. I assume it is a video interview, and yeah. I will just look at how shitty his lab is, and how shitty his living quarters are now that he's not on the corporate dole. And then I will look around at how shitty mine are, and I'll, be like, <laughs> Damn it. I'll get you, Renfro. He looks rough. Like you can definitely, his hair is thinning. There are deep, deep bags under his eyes, and, and he and he and he looks like he probably hasn't shaved in days. But there is a light in his eyes that just annoys the shit out of you. Yeah, I got something for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, Remy, back to you. 
after spending a lovely week with Aura, Remy decides that they're going to acquire an asset for the ship. Okay. We don't have someone who can fly the ship. So I'm wondering if there is either a, like, an AI or a droid or a, like a, like a pet, um, like what, what can you want we a, get? You want a pet pilot? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like a little, you know, like baby, okay. no squeezy. Sorry. Like, you know, like, <laughs> Don't get me like, started. You know, like, 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 like something uh. that, something that we can leave the flying to them. But not like an actual person. Okay. The assets generally are temporary things. Oh, sure. It would be likely, you know, whatever uh, the duration of the next job. What you're looking for is more than likely an AI assistant for the ship. So that is certainly something you could do. It's one of these things that you would have for a certain amount of time. Let's say you're kind of getting it almost on like a trial. Yep. I buy the ship Alexa, is what I'm thinking. Like, I, I buy the uh, Google HomePod. <laughs> I plug it in. Like, here, can you install this so it can drive? So, here's the thing. To acquire an asset, you have to roll your crew quality. Uh, and your crew quality right now is zero. Oh. So, you're rolling two die, take the lower. Okay. Yay! This will determine the actual quality of the asset that you get. Cool. <laughs> I got two threes. Alrighty, so it's quality minus one. Woohoo! Which is not optimum. How about it? You can spend a cred. To raise it to, essentially, to tier zero. I don't want to do that. That doesn't sound funny. Okay. (laughs) Oh my God, we are all going to die. All right. So this is what you did. Doing very little research, you just kind of almost like Google piloting AI assistant. And you uh, found one. It is called Johnny Pilot. Pilot's best friend. Awesome. Johnny Pilot is skilled in all the latest piloting techniques from single crew craft to capital ships. Johnny Pilot is skilled at docking maneuvers, accessing nav comps for smooth jumps. Basically, it's like, you know, kind of the equivalent it'll parallel park your car for you. That's great. It is available normally for a subscription rate of like three cred a month. Jesus. But for right now, you can take advantage of a free trial offer. That is technically not available in this sector. (laughs) But you know a workaround. I'm going to bounce it off my VPN. No problem. I'm going to get the German version. This is where you would introduce our NordVPN sponsorship. Yes, exactly. Yeah, right there. (laughs) This is basically give Tristan a heart attack. Okay, yep. So you required an asset to annoy Tristan. Because Jillian thinks it's funny. It is objectively hilarious. <laughs> it's a muffin thing all over again. Yep. All right, Zemgus, back to you. Uh, Zemgus will sit down uh, at a computer monitor and uh, start looking through stuff about the warp and history and various uh, 
warp cults and their histories and stuff, I, I'm studying insight. Yep. Okay. So you are going through all this information and this is where you uh, kind of learn a little bit about more of, of specific things going on in this sector. You've probably heard of it since you've been rolling around, but uh, learning a little bit more about the Core, which is this massive flotilla that's uh, around the star possibility and the various organizations that have kind of sprung up from this bizarre place, essentially. I mean, there's so many ships and stations around this thing. It's like an artificial ring around the sun. There are things within there that ring weird little sparks in your mind, particularly about the children of Melanoi, who presumably are almost trying to, like, reverse the death of the star in a way, or at least understand it better. Yeah, let's blow up the stars and then reconstruct it so we can understand it better. It makes complete sense. <laughs> You will also come across a little blurb about the Comet Society, which is a very old organization of warp users, you know, will workers, that kind of thing, that have developed this code and kind of go around wandering the universe using their abilities to help those in need. They're like questing knights almost, but they're, you know, they're like magic space knights. It's a very old group and they're not very many of them left and a lot of people in these days especially in parts like this kind of find them a little bit delusional and you know uh, perhaps um their idea of how to use the warp to help others is a little bit naive but that's another thing that is a f kind of familiar thing to you as well so all right, so we're coming to the close of this downtime section here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you, first of all, once these ship repairs and the refitting is done, first of all, what does your ship look like now? What would you uh, say is there a specific color scheme or because uh, uh, you have changed the look of it? All of the random doodads and weird old like theatrical lights and things and plates and steel plates and stuff are gone. Um, all the remnants of the uh, signs for Blaylock Celestial Theater have been erased. So what are we looking at now? It's matte black and red. I was going to say, if you left it up to Remy, it would be matte black and red with some hints of like gold because that's their color scheme. <laughs> like it'd be like matte black on the top with like a little like red accents coming off the bottom and then like little gold accents just on like, you know, the headlights and maybe the, uh, yeah. Maybe the trim around the windows. Okay. Anything else people want to add, or does that... That works for me. Dr. Marvel has no opinion and does not realize the ship has changed color <laughs> uh, at any point <laughs> until probably several weeks from now. Now I have a bigger question to ask, and uh, I don't know if you're ready for this, but you got we got to ask it. The showstopper, such as it is, is gone. So this ship needs a new name. Oh, no. And we'll find out what that name is in two weeks. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. I'll think about it. Okay. All right. See Bye. you in two weeks. Bye. Bye, spacers. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And once again, we would love to thank our Apprentice Architect Patreons. Jillian and John Christensen, Suzanne Bell, and Caitlin Thompson. We could not do this without you. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash AOE podcast. Have fun. We'll see you next time.